Hi, and welcome to the Theme Park Trader Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Dan. Hello. This week, we have a... Well, first of all, Merry Christmas. We hope you've uh, enjoyed your turkey or vegetarian alternative. Um, you've or had... other meat alternatives, right? Like, you, know, alternative. you, you don't have to have turkey, you know. No. Goose, I mean, we've beef, got, pork. We've got turkey, beef, pork, and gammon. Blimey, okay, you're going for the whole... <laughs> the, yeah. the whole selection. We decided to um, kill an entire farm. Nice, cool. cool we cool, do cool. have vegetarian options that include sprouts. I was going to say vegetables. Yeah, vegetables and other vegetables do exist. Yeah, uh, but Thank, we thankfully, because I'm not a fan of sprouts. Oh, I bloody love a sprout. I I knew you would, Ryan. I knew you would. <laughs> You're one of those people, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I am. So we hope you've enjoyed uh, your Christmas dinner. Maybe you're listening to it over Christmas dinner. That'd be a bit weird, but maybe you are. <laughs> Who knows? We thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about the brand Bedford. new... What, sorry? Love a bit of Bedford. Bedford. We... Yeah. Bedford, on everyone's minds. Mm. A brand new Universal UK project that has been announced... And kind of what that means, what it could mean, what it currently means, and what could be. Um, so this episode, this Christmas special, is dedicated to the potential Universal UK project. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Right. Shall we? Shall we start with what's official? Okay. Okay. Before we move into speculation, and there's been a lot of speculation on on Twitter, um, formerly known as really, formerly known that surprises as... me, Ryan. Um, I know, I know. Loads of people saying, "Oh my God, this! I can't believe this! This is going to be opening in a couple of years." Oh, they're going to be including all <laughs> this. It's like, no, yeah. yeah, I don't think you understand how the UK planning and regulations work. I wonder if anyone's already booked ticket, already booked a stay at the Holiday Inn that's just around oh, the corner. There were there were people. Why could you not? There were people going. I'm going to stay at this hotel in Bedford um, after Christmas, so I can kind of understand what the journey and stuff is like. Wow, I saw that from a couple of people, and I'm like, we are at least seven or eight years away from this opening mm. oh yeah at yeah, least yeah. and that is best case scenario if they find no signs of unique spiders that stopped the london resort from opening <laughs> okay there were many things that stopped the london resort from opening but before we get into all of that let's let's go with what's official mm. so this has been confirmed by universal there's a whole website universalukproject.co.uk um where they have detailed the land that they've bought. That is all that has been detailed at this point. There have been no plans shared. So if you see any 
plans from anyone. They are not from Universal. They are of all they've done is buy this land. And what this land is is relatively sizable in in Bedford. It's wedged between lots of different travel routes. So you've got the um you've got the Thameslink, which is a a big um train line in here in the UK. You've got the Marston Vale line, which I've never heard of, but there's an alternative there for you. Yeah. And then you've got also three kind of motorway links, literally all kind of converging pretty much at the um the, the space where this land occupies. As for the size of the land, I thought, oh, it, it doesn't look very big from, from kind of the, the map that they've they shared officially, but it's 480 acres. Which you think, okay, how much is that? Universal Orlando, as of 2015, is 541 acres. So we are talking a sizable amount of land that Universal's put some cash into here. On... Is sorry, is the the five the the five forty that you mentioned? Yes. Yeah. Does that include all of the stuff for Epic Universe as well? I I believe it. I believe it has to because. Um... Because I know they would have bought that land quite a while ago, wouldn't they? Yeah, it would have been around kind of 2015, Mark. Yeah. Probably before that, actually. Either way, even if it doesn't, even if it only includes Universal or uh, Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure and that part, Volcano Bay, that's still a huge resort. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're not talking... So, so I mean, this leads me to believe that we're not talking Universal's Kid Park or whatever they're calling that place in Texas... I think we're talking, if plans come to line, I think we're talking Universal Studios UK. It is my uh, first guess based on the size of the land that they bought. Yes, like a fully fledged Fully fledged theme park. Yeah. Is what yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, but obviously yeah. nothing's been confirmed and we can get into kind of speculation in a minute. But I think personally, even on the basis that we are years away, this could all fall apart tomorrow. I think this is the most exciting bit of UK theme park news that we've ever seen since we started podcasting. Yeah, definitely more so than the the London Resort, which we London laughed Resort, at from the beginning. which sorry, which we we laughed at from the beginning, from the very beginning, oh yeah, we were like, this is not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, I think the reason this has more legs is because obviously it's got Universal behind it, whereas the London Resort is very much. Obviously, originally they had a they had a link with Paramount, and then that that kind of fell through. And then they would like there was a lot of speculation about who they might go to next, whether they would go to it, yeah, whether they would go to anyone. And it's like, yeah. Whereas when you've got somebody like Universal, and you've got that selection of IP, but kind of backing the project, it's immediately going to be more, um, promising. Yeah, and also it's going to draw a lot more people in. Exactly. This is in a good location as well. Like, it's pretty yeah. easy for anyone to get to from London. And you can get to London from anywhere, really, in the UK quite easily. I was, I was going to say, so obviously the Thameslink line will run through London. Yeah. Um, I think it runs... Does it run all the way down to the south coast, or is it just north it of does, London? It does. It runs, it runs into Brighton, which is not... Uh, I thought Berlin, it did. It's not far from, from where Dan and I live. Um, yeah. The, so it's the, very accessible. Yeah, the, the Marston Vale line... Um, basically, that just runs between Bedford and Milton Keynes, <laughs> um, which is nearby. Uh, but then it connects up to the West Coast Main Line, um, so that will be more of a main line. 
yeah considering it's called mainline so yeah <laughs> so i mean it's it's huge this this news is just like just ha we've just not seen anything like this before since in the uk i mean mm -hmm. i i am imagining and we can talk about this that merlin are absolutely pooping their pants right now because it might be that we actually have a fully fledged theme park that manages to tackle ip food beverage the whole experience into one mm. package where Alton Towers has tried and failed for many years. And I know I'm going to get lots of tweets about that. Mm. I, I absolutely know I am, but it's not, it's not a great theme park. And I'm sorry if that's the only, if, if, if you think it is, it's not, it's, it's, you know, it's a good day out. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but it does not compare to someone like Universal who have the IP, who, who know how to really put on a full experience for guests. And from what I understand, I didn't go this year, um, to be fair, the experience this year has been grim in terms of operations and food has not gotten any better and all of that kind of thing. I really hope, and my biggest hope for this is if this gets the green light and things, you know, as soon as that spay goes into the ground is when we can actually get excited. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be great because Alton Towers, Thorpe Park, Legoland, etc., are all going to be like, we need to up our game because if we don't up our game, we're done. Yeah, absolutely. It would certainly give Merlin a kick up the arse, wouldn't it? In terms of, I think, certainly in terms of the likes of Chesington, Fort Park, and Alton Towers. I yeah. think Legoland is probably pretty safe. Yeah, um, Legoland, isn't it? Yeah, um, but the the kind of the big three in the UK would certainly get a kick up the arse, wouldn't they? Because like bed, where Bedford's kind of positioned, it's it's kind of in between the three. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how far north, which has to have been a Alton Towers is. Is it Sheffield Way? Is it? No, it's like um, it's it's further north than that. Oh, is it further north than that? Oh, okay. I I I've... we went there not too long ago, and I can't remember where it is. Yeah, it's well, it's in Alton. If that helps. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose I suppose it's a bit. It's it's probably Alton Towers is quite. Quite further north, I guess. I could just search for it. That will that will help me pinpoint. Oh, okay, okay. Oh no, it's south of Sheffield. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, it's like halfway between Birmingham and Sheffield. Um, so yeah, so Bedford is actually pretty central-ish between Alton Towers, Thorpe Park, Chesington. That feels like um, too much of a coincidence not to have been a tactical move by Comcast. Yeah, yeah. Because regardless of where you are, it's kind of if you're going to go down to Thorpe Park or up to Thorpe Park or something like that, it's not a huge amount further to go to Bedford. Yeah. And likewise with Orton Towers and yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what we know so far is that they bought the land. There's quite a bit of land here. <laughs> and we do have a letter, an official letter, because it's on the website from Universal Destinations um, and Experiences, which I will read out. Um, and then we'll kind of go into what we think this could mean and et cetera. Um, so this is this was sent out to kind of local residents of, of the Bedford area. Um, and it says, Dear local resident, this week you may have seen social media reports concerning Comcast Corporation's purchase of a parcel of land near Bedford, as well as speculation surrounding the land's potential use. We are writing to you to introduce ourselves and share more information about the potential project we are considering as it currently stands. 
Universal Destinations and Experience, which is part of Comcast Corporation and based in the United States, is in the very early stages of exploring the possibility of a potential park and resort experience at this location. While we do own the land, we are only at the beginning of our feasibility study as part of our evaluation of potential sites. It may well therefore be many months before we decide whether to proceed with the project. Our destinations around the world, from the United States to Japan and China, are beautifully designed and landscaped resorts that offer world-class service and feature immersive experiences that invite people to step into the stories they've imagined in their hearts and minds. There's a bit of like corporate spiel there. Hmm. They also create thousands of jobs and generate significant positive economic impact, both locally and further afield. We are also committed to enhancing natural beauty and protecting the ecology of the areas where we operate. Above all, we have strong track record of working together with local communities and relevant stakeholders as we consider any new project. Engaging with a local community in Bedford, Kempston, Kempston Hardwick, Stuart B, Wixoms, Wooten and elsewhere will be no different. While we have been encouraged by the positive nature of conversations we've had so far with various national and local stakeholders, including Bedford Borough Council and the Mayor of Bedford Borough, we plan to work closely with the local our local communities should we progress. With this in mind, as we continue our feasibility study, we've launched a new website, universalukproject.co.uk, to provide any relevant updates. There is still a long way to go, and we may not have any more information to share in the near term. Rest assured, if this potential project does progress, we will reach out to you again. We hope this update has been helpful and look forward to closer partnerships locally and nationally as we continue to explore the possibility of bringing a park and resort experience to Bedford Borough. They said and resort experience. So that means hotels. That means hotels for sure. That means yeah. for me, even on the surface, that means this is a Universal Studios theme park with one or two hotels, like straight out yeah. of the back. Uh yes. From the from the wording that they said there, that that very much sounds like that's what they're aiming for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which as you say, like based on the, the the quantity of land that they've or sorry, the parcel of land. Parcel makes it seem a lot smaller than it actually is. Yeah, yeah. and that it's image just little, as well. It's just a little pocket. And yes, they, the the very image cleverly made it seem smaller than it is. Yeah, like because you can't really gauge the scale from the picture yeah. that's on the website. But so it looks, it doesn't look that big. But when you actually realise it is quite enormous, um, yeah, it's interesting because it it's also quite out of the way in terms of yes, there's. They mentioned in that art, they mentioned in the article like Wooten and Wixoms and Stuart B, which are kind of like three small. I'm guessing that's because like of like potential roller coaster heights and things like that. Um, Possibly, but they're quite far away. Yeah, like Stuart B, I think is probably the nearest um, to the southern border of the land plot. Um, but there's it's not like they're right on the doorstep. L literally, there's quite big roads and train lines between um those places and the pocket of land that they've purchased um so i mean how many did i say it was four four eighty okay without googling hmm. guess how many acres universal studios japan is <laughs> um i don't know um i'm going to assume it's 150 130 that's a good guess. Uh, it was a very good guess. And Hollywood is 415. Hollywood 450. Oh, okay. Okay. So you, you are talking, 
I mean, Japan is a fully fledged theme park. Mm -hmm. Hollywood is a fully fledged theme park. This is going to be a fully fledged Universal UK theme park. I'm putting yeah. it out there. If, if all goes to plan and it could all mm. fall apart tomorrow, and I think it could, you know, I don't want to get too, I don't think anyone should be. Unlikely to fall apart tomorrow. It's Sunday, Ryan. So it's yeah. just before Christmas Eve tomorrow. So maybe not. Yeah. But I don't want people to get excited. But if all goes to plan, I am I'm putting it on record now that I have full confidence that this will be a fully fledged universal theme park. Uh yes, absolutely, based on the size of the land. And and as we say, that wording in that letter. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that they say resort and all that sort of stuff, that that, that means fully fledged, doesn't it? Like yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Also, there so there's there's two things there, I think, that the location suggests they're trying to take on the UK theme park sector, which mm -hmm. makes complete sense. But also the location in and it's not that far from London, and it's relatively central to the UK, mm -hmm. suggests they are going for Disney's throat with this this park. Which means, Paris. Yeah, Disney Paris, mm -hmm. which means I would fully expect to see DreamWorks and Nintendo in this theme park. In fact, they would be stupid not to put Nintendo in this theme park. You're assuming it's one theme park, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, it could be two. <laughs> Seems ambitious. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it, it wouldn't be two to begin with, would it? Um, it, it would I be, think they it would, would be insane not to put Nintendo in. Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, that that would make sense because obviously they've got Nintendo in Japan, they've got Nintendo in the US. Um, they, would, they will they be. Have two in Orlando. Uh, sorry, two in the US by the, by the time this even puts a spade in the ground. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would suspect what they will try and do is get everything ready, get all the surveys in, whatever you know needs to be done, get through mm -hmm. all of the red tape that exists within our ridiculous so-called democracy of a country. <laughs> it's a lot easier in the States than it is in the UK. Um, yeah. But by the time I... they finished and opened Epic Universe, mm -hmm. I would suspect in an ideal world, they would like to send that team to the UK to start work on this. That is yeah. that's my expectation. That would make sense. Yeah. Not, not necessarily the construction workers and all of that, but the, the people no, the, the project. Yeah, yeah. That's the creatives. Yeah, definitely. That would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Because obviously you wouldn't necessarily want to split them. There's no need. I mean, that, that yeah. Epic Universe is going to be done in 18 months. Mm -hmm. uh, and and but hopefully the red tape is near enough done by that point. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, that sort of red tape can take a long time. But I mean, what I was going to say is you would assume it's it's easier in the location that they've chosen compared to the London resort. Yes. Because obviously the London resort is in London. Um, and so there's so much more stuff. There's more residents closer to that area. Whereas this is a pocket of land that doesn't have kind of a lot of towns directly next to it. It's, between two ra railway lines, it's between two distribution centres, one for Sainsbury's and one for B&M. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not like a, a hugely populated area that people, you would imagine that, I can imagine the biggest complaint would be the traffic. Biggest complaint will probably be the traffic and complaints from B&M and Sainsbury's. 
because they were like, well, we can't get our stuff out, you know, because. Oh, I see what, because they can't get, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I I think so, so Disney were looking at the UK way back in the day. And I think that the land that they were interested in, they, it, they couldn't end up building on it for some reason, which is why, one of the reasons why they decided to go to Paris. Okay. This, I believe, used to be an old, like, brickwork. Oh, yeah, I saw something about that. Which means the chances are the land is relatively safe to build on. I think I think that is only part. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um. Zooming in, like where that is, that's sort of just north of the Manor Road when you look at it on the yeah. on the map. Um. But the, yeah, that is a. I mean, I imagine that's a sizable plot of land anyway. That alone. Um. But yes, as you say, it's that. And and it's interesting because that is the bit that's closest to like the water and the lakes that are there. Yeah. Um, which you would imagine would be the less stable land. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And they've obviously put a bricks works there, so it can't be that bad. Yeah. Um I think the, but... so far they've got mm. the council on board, they've got the mayor on board. I've seen um messages from residents, admittedly residents that are fans of theme parks. So you've got to take mm -hmm. that with a pinch of salt that are excited at yeah. the minute they seem to have a bit of positivity momentum behind them now all it takes is for 300 karens that have been living in the local area be. To, to, to drum up support of a, of a petition and their mm -hmm. whole project's done so they've, uh, they've got to play it they've got to play it safe yeah they've got there's got to be money in pockets that's how this works. Like, let's not let's, let's not beat around the bush. That's how it works. <laughs> and... Not, to, I don't know, I don't know about to local residents, but you know, no, 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 no. But like to to select organisations and officials. Mm -hmm. What are you suggesting, Ryan? Uh, I'm I'm suggesting money in pockets on official channels, and anything else is neither here here or there. And I'm not <laughs> confirming that that happens. I'm not confirming nor denying that it happens, but. There's the what I'm I guess I'm saying is there are like don't get too excited if people listening to this and thinking we're going to see you know Universal Orlando in mm -hmm. a one that when that spade is in the ground I'm I'm going nuts like yeah at this point we are where are we we we're at the end of 2023 mm -hmm. if all goes well and it's a big if. I can't see this park opening until at least 2030. Yes. And that is me being optimistic. Yes, because I mean we're talking six years away. You're talking you're talking sort of my assumption would be two to three years before you get spade in the ground. Yeah. And then probably three to four years building. Yeah. And builders are quite slow here in the UK. Sorry, builders, but you are. I I don't necessarily can't necessarily comment on that in terms of building a theme park. True, we've never seen it in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know when the likes of Thorpe Park, Chesington, Alton Towers. I don't know when they were built. I assume Legoland was probably newer, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Legoland opened in ninety six. Did it? So that's that's when in our lifetimes. Oh crikey! I thought it was much older than that. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Thought Park was 79. Thought Park was 79. Chessington's old. Yeah, Chessington's old because it used to be a, like a proper zoo, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to make me type Worlds of Adventures, isn't it? And Orton Towers is old, but it's because it existed before the theme park. Yeah, so it's probably hard to gauge exactly when. It's not giving me a exact. It's not giving me a date straight away for Chesington, so I can't be bothered to look further. Um, but I think all of this, all of this is incredibly exciting. Uh, I do think they're they're, they're wanting to take a, 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 a huge slice of the UK market. We are mm -hmm. a very, I mean, those that don't live in the UK, we are a very wealthy country. There are lots of people that love theme parks here. I I'd say the UK is probably the most popular European country that will go to Universal in Orlando mm -hmm. quite comfortably. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty certain in saying that um, they advertise a lot to us, like yeah. all the time. Everyone knows who Universal is in the UK, whether you've been there or not. Um, I I think if they can get the Nintendo IP in there, I think if they can get some DreamWorks IP in there, I think if they can get some, some kind of coasters in there, um, and do the theming that Universal knows. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves here as well, but imagine Horror Nights in the UK. I was literally just thinking what that. What a big horror scene in the UK. Horror Nights would do really well in the UK. Like, yeah. literally, all the parks do something for for, for Halloween. And, and they're very popular. And there's a lot of sort of dark... In the parks that we've got, there's a lot of sort of dark rides. When I say dark rides, as in, as in like, Saw and, yeah. you know... 13, that's, yes. Like, horror-themed... I mean, yeah. there's loads. There's loads. That's just to name a couple. Horror Nights in the UK, my God, that would sell out in, in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. They would do very well to bring that to the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tell you who else will be like, who will like this though? Centre Parks. Yes. Centre Parks, Woburn Forest is a few miles south. Mm, that, that, that'd be a sold out all the time, wouldn't it? Yeah, they would do well from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you you would get people going to center parks for a week and then they would go and then they would visit mm. universal so center parks must be rubbing their hands yeah um with that news yeah they can rip people off even more <laughs> yes yeah i imagine the prices would go up yeah and they're already expensive yeah but um, I, yeah i i definitely think that going for the uk theme park space of course because we know that there's lots of improvements that can be made to our existing parks, but I do think what they're really gunning for here is Disney. They're trying yeah. to stick Disney on in Europe, and there's two things that they're currently working on right now. Mm -hmm. One is we know they, they bought this land and there's potential plans. The second, there are universal top dogs currently walking around the, um, and I, it's gone from my head, the park in Spain that they used to own or part own um i'm gonna find out what it's called okay i've been to this park and i still can't remember what it's called hmm. port aventura ah right yes there's a very very big rumor that they have already or are about to purchase that theme park oh okay the okay. comcast since taking on over universal are going full in on mm. theme parks and experiences. They really are, aren't they? Yeah. They're really they're, investing. They're going for it. <laughs> um, you've got the park that's opening in Texas. You've got the horror, permanent horror event that's opening in Las Vegas. You've mm -hmm. now got this potential UK project and potentially Port Ventura as well. Um, they are going for it. And 
if I'm sat high on the board at Disney right now, they've got to be thinking, what the how the hell do we counter this? Because it's all well and good like you know we are Disney fans, we love theme park the, the Disney theme parks. It's all well yeah. and good them saying yeah, but we've got this we've got the market share right now. You can't be planning right right now. You have to be planning in for ten years time. If that park opens in ten years time, twelve years time, and it's taken, you know, you've Epic Universe, you've taken off a day of people's trips to your parks because they're going there instead. You've got the UK Universal that's opened and is stopping some people from even going to Orlando because why would they when you've got Nintendo and all of this, which of course hurts potentially hurts Universal as well to a certain level. Um, people stop people aren't going to Disney Paris as much because actually we've got. Nintendo and all these other like kids characters here as well. Mm -hmm. They have to be sat there going, well, we can't just roll out another animatronic on a little thing for a show, but that's never going to see the light of day. Yeah. Show another bit of concept art for animal kingdom. So it's never going to see the light of day. How, how long does it take before they go, you know what we, yes, we're opening frozen and tangled in, in Paris, but that just makes that park a day's worth of your time. How do we how do we take Paris to the next level? Like there's there's space for a third theme park and a promise of a third theme park in Paris. Surely now they've got a green light that. Yeah, I think the problem the problem they'll have is that obviously they almost need to warrant it to begin with, don't they? Yeah. Because obviously yeah. the numbers, you know, the numbers aren't there for Paris at the moment. Mm. Um, which is partly, you know, they need to up their game, but the, you know, well, it's before been like they twenty plus years since they've opened a ride in the Disneyland Park. Yeah, which is mad, isn't it? Um, but but that's what they need to do. Isn't it? They need to put the investment in to then draw people, draw more people yeah. into it. But then, if if you've got a Universal Park in the UK, which is not a million miles from the Paris Park, and then if potentially you've got um, Aventura in in Spain as well sort mm. of north and south of Paris. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to be drawing a lot of people away from Paris. Uh, this so that would be the, I think that will have the biggest impact because I think people would still go to Universal. People would still go to Florida because obviously it's like a big trip away and all yeah. that sort of yeah. thing. Um, but it's the Paris, it's Paris where people, you know, people do go for like a week sometimes, but I think more likely people go for like a few days. And it will be that sort of audience that you'll draw away from Paris and yeah. more to the other potential also, parks. It's, it's it's become increasingly more expensive to go to Disneyland Paris than it ever has been before. Like mm. some in some some ways, I've priced up a trip and gone. I can pay like two grand more and go to Florida for two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's how expensive it is. Yeah, like, on, you know, certain times of the year. It's also currently uh, less easy to get to well, from the that UK. Was, that was going to be my other point. So yeah. we can't get there directly via the Eurostar anymore. We have to fly. And Charles de Gaulle is, it, it's like, what, 45 minutes, maybe an hour? Um, mm. Well, I mean, you could get the train to Paris. You can get the yeah, Eurostar to Paris, train. but then you've got to change it's and a, get like a smaller train. train. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's things like that that Disney need to be thinking, we, we should probably invest in the Eurostar, make it easier for the UK guests um, to get into our parks again. Mm -hmm. Because already... There's investments going into better the train station here and and the travel networks. Like already there's conversations about that this happening. So Universal, yes, they've not committed to anything other than the land purchase right now, but they're thinking about this stuff. They're thinking about how can we get 
everyone from the four corners of the UK into this theme park. They're already thinking about this. Um, oh, yeah. Disney just don't seem to care. Like, they have the, got the money and the power to say to Eurostar, no, you keep that line open because it's important to us and we're going to give you 5 million a year, 10 million a year, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's Disney. They've got the money, but they haven't. And I think it's decisions like that, that long-term, short-term Disney's fine. Long-term, both in Paris, both in the company's not, but the the theme parks are making lots of money. Yeah, I mean, you say short-term, they're, they're fine. But I mean, the, the, the train, cutting off the train is something that, has a very quick impact yeah but it's, it's, not it's going going back in the immediate to be honest it, exactly that's the thing like when when you sort of when you talk about um or when we, we when we talk about sort of lack of development in these parks that is like a long-term mm. has a long-term impact because obviously it's not immediately going to stop people from going you cut the train off you're stopping people from going like straight away yeah because um, actually the easiest way for a family like us, we're a family of four, two very young children. The easiest way for us to pack up and get to Disney was that direct Eurostar route. Yeah. Because you've got your cases, everything with you, away you go. You start worrying about um, flights, then you've got to worry about taxis. Do we need car seats? Do we need, you know, it's just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, you kind and of accept it, it when you're going away for two weeks. Oh, yeah. If you're going away for two, three days... It's it has more of an impact, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and people people might say it's we're being over dramatic for that, but it does make a difference. It really does. It made a difference to us already. Like I'm already yeah. like, can't be asked. I'll go back when Tangled's open. Right. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm not going back before that. And I would have done if it wasn't for the Eurostar. Yeah. I mean, the the, the, the excuse for the Eurostar was the extra extra checks that they have to do. Uh, like post Brexit or something, some new system was being brought in or something, and they were like, "We're going to be focusing in our on our busy lines, that sort of thing." That was the yeah. excuse, and they might bring it back um, at a later date. Um, but Disney but it, could have, Disney could have gone in and said, Here, "Here's however much million, keep it open for five years." You would have thought so, wouldn't you? Judge. Because because it, presumably it's just a presumably it's a staffing thing. Yeah. Right. And so you presumably Disney could have turned around and said, okay, we'll pay X amount for X amount of staff. Yeah. To support, you know, we understand if you've got to divert your current staff to other things, but we'll pay for more people. Exactly. Um, exactly. Or we'll put our own people in to do it, you know? Yeah. There's, there's yeah. multiple ways around it that they could have done and they haven't. And I feel like this will be. You've got Epic Universe, you've got this potential project, you've got Spain potentially, you know, who knows where all of this will go. Disney is still going, oh, here's a land we could be building. Get excited, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Universal, the ones putting, not in the UK, but certainly in Orlando, spades in the ground, building a whole new theme park for 2025 from scratch in the time it takes for Disney to even think about how they're going to expand one of their parks when they own the land they could they know exactly what they could do with it they've got yeah. more land than they know what to do with they could be opening another theme park themselves if they wanted to i'm not saying that's necessarily a good idea because there's lots of things they could be doing for the existing four mm-hmm. but they just seem to be sat on their hands and i don't understand why is no, it, it seems very strange isn't it is it that the best imagineers have left i think that's part of the reason to be totally honest um, they've been forced out by Chapek and Niger, to be fair. I don't think we can start, we can uh, 
start pretending that Iger's the, the kind of shining white knight that he used to be. Um, I don't think he's done a good job since coming back, to be totally honest. I, I feel like because I don't think I don't think he necessarily did a bad job when he was CEO originally. Yeah. Um, when Chappick came in, obviously Chappick's a Chappick was a numbers guy, and yeah. he also he also came in during COVID. When, yeah, you got to give that to him for sure. Yeah, yeah. When numbers went down, he obviously reacted, and being the numbers guy, he you know cuts yeah. like the creative side and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I don't. I think Chappick came back, and he was almost like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to solve all these problems that you. Everyone's. He, he said it. And I don't think anything's really happened. Well, let's be honest. The the, the writers' strike, the actors' strike. Biggest, one of the biggest things that happened in the industry for years, and he mm. didn't give a damn. Like, oh no, no, he, I don't think he came off well from that. He didn't at all. He no. really didn't at all. No, and 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 I think he what he tried to spin it as is like kind of almost like look at these big Hollywood actors that they, they're they're getting paid millions and millions. It was mm. never about them. No, because like, they went out those... to support the writers and the well, less actors. Yes, yeah, because you would you would see a lot of the I, I I can't name any off the top of my head, but you would see a lot of these people being like, it's not about me, it's about the people that can't afford healthcare and all that sort of exactly. stuff. Exactly, you know, you and know, the writers, I'm, I'm supporting them, AI yeah. taking over their jobs and things like that. Yeah, um, and he didn't come out well, and I do think that this last year of him coming back in has not been a good one for Disney. The, the the film run over the last twelve months has been terrible. Let's be honest, mm -hmm. um, like basically miss after miss after miss. Indiana Jones a miss, um, yeah. the Marvels a miss. Wish looks like it's going to be a miss. Um, even the Little Mermaid should have been billion dollar movie, didn't hit anywhere near that. Mm -hmm. At what point do you have to go? This guy in his seventies who doesn't really in his seventies. I think so, yeah. Okay. Late sixties, early seventies for sure. Um, this guy who did a great job. Let's let's not deny him that he's mm -hmm. bought Lucas Lucas uh, film. He's bought the uh, Marvel. He bought Pixar. He bought all of those big um, brands into Disney. Saved the company to a certain level for sure. Mm -hmm. But now I think his time's up. Like he doesn't know what to do. All of the best creators in the company have gone. What are they doing right now? Like they just seem to be coasting. And if they coast for much longer, Universal's going to take them on. Apple's going to take them on in, in other, you know, you've got these bigger brands with more money to spend, with less mm -hmm. bureaucracy, it's, it would seem, going on behind the scenes. It should not take two years for them to decide what to do with the land. No. And why share it with us? Why, why share it with us? And go, because last year they shared one idea for Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. This year they shared another one that seemed more concrete. And then, like, I think last month, he went on record. Um, what's his face? Oh, Josh. Tomorrow. Josh Tomorrow, dream boy. Um, <laughs> went on record to say, oh, no, that wasn't our final plan either. Well, stop sharing it then. Yeah. How about you pull something together that's actually going to happen? Yeah, because as you say, like, there's no point in what's the point of sharing. It's not going to it's not going to get people in the door on no. on the promise of something that may happen in the future because you haven't even broken ground on it yet. So. And I'll be honest, I was in Dinoland in October. Mm -hmm. It's embarrassing. Right. You know, I still think Dinosaur's a great ride. You know, it's a bit, it's definitely tired in, in parts, but it's still a fun ride. But the mm -hmm. land, oh, it, yeah. it's it looks terrible. It looks like a building site. It's just dead, empty. It's it shouldn't it shouldn't have been allowed to get to that point for this long. 
Yeah. Just, and just I, I think done. I think they have pockets of of bits like that in quite a few of the parks. Yeah. Um that that needs that need updating and things like that, which is which is why the you know I would say you don't necessarily need to build a brand new park yet. No, they don't. They um, because don't. because they've got enough to kind of maintain, you know, they've got enough to um areas that they should update before they get to that point. But it's these could, I mean to be fair, you could say the same thing about Universal to a degree. Oh, any park for sure. Yeah. But it's these kind of decisions that I think give the likes of Disney, give the likes of Walton Towers a moment to think and go maybe we should do something about this because if they're not careful you're going to have universal completely well universal will completely change the game in orlando in 2025 there's no doubt about that in my mind mm -hmm. i'm more excited about nintendo opening than i am anything it, that disney has on offer in the next five years because what it's have they got, got like <laughs> it's because they've got nothing on they, offer they've announced yeah. okay there's going to be an indiana jones area and an encanto area Right. Well, we've had Indiana Jones in the parks for years. So you're going to put the California ride into mm -hmm. Disney's Animal Kingdom. It doesn't fit. You're going to put Encanto into Disney's Animal Kingdom. It doesn't fit. Like, just because one kid in it talks to animals. Yeah. That doesn't and mean... Sheila it's... LaBeouf swang through the jungle with monkeys. Exactly. It doesn't mean <laughs> they fit in Animal Kingdom. And yeah, I, I'm sure it will look amazing. And I get kind of the um, South America is, is missing from that park. That makes mm -hmm. sense, but you does kind of feel like you're shoehorning in two properties that really don't have anything to do with wildlife or conservation. Um, yeah. I just think Imagineering, and um, there are some fantastic people in Imagineering right now. I'm not taking that away from them. They need to be let to do what they want. Stop, stop constraining them with ridiculous t budgets and timelines, and just let them crack on and green light mm -hmm. stuff. Let's stop like plan after plan after plan. Oh, maybe mm, let's share it with the world. Maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we'll build a villain part of Magic Kingdom. Where's <laughs> what's happened with that? You know, <laughs> and then, but then and then the plans get watered down and watered down and watered down. watered down. I mean, look at look at Epcot. Like what's open there is is nothing. What was on that concept art? Mm -hmm. And people yeah. can blame COVID all they like, but Disney have the budget to see those plans through. Oh yeah, and I don't think uh, kind of. It doesn't feel like two years of um two years of, of of lesser revenue would have impacted them that much. No. I mean you've gone from you know, it wasn't the best concept in the world for Epcot, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. You've gone from that, which would have been quite cool. They definitely needed a festival area, it made sense, to a watered down garden with some lights in the floor that aren't even working. Mm-hmm. And they've yeah. already had to turn the lights off on the Walt statue because the photo pass photographers are like, it glares and it ruins the photos. Oh, really? So they didn't oh, even okay. think stuff like that through. Right. It it Yeah, it would probably be easier to list the things that did get included from that concept yeah. Yeah. than the things that didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is, which is mad, isn't it? It um, is. Um, but I think that's what excites me about this. Whether it happens or not, I think... Something they Universal have clearly got the budget for a European theme park, mm -hmm. and they've clearly got so they've clearly got a drive an expansion drive at the moment, don't they? Yeah, um, and, and that's and, exciting. Yeah, because I think I think the 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 permanent Halloween horror event in in Las Vegas and the one in Texas, they both feel 
experimental. Yeah, yeah, because one in um, one in Texas is very like kid focused. Yeah, it's like a weird, it's a weird thing that they've not done before. Mm. Um, the Las Vegas one, like I'm sure it will be busy initially. It will be just be a case of does it last? Yeah, which in, in a place like Vegas, maybe it will because obviously like Vegas is always going to be busy and you'll always get like new people coming in and things like that, and they're wanting to do these kind of unique experiences while they're there. Yeah. So it it may well last. Um, the Texas one, it would be like interesting to see if that sort of size park in that location draws enough people in. Yeah. Um, especially when you've got like Orlando, not that far. Yeah. In the yeah. grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, so they those feel experimental, whereas that's kind of a brand new UK park is very much trying to shoehorn your way into an existing market, isn't it? Like a brat, like a. And a market that you know, just not in a different, just in a different region. This feels, this feels like a very, very good tactical move. It does, yeah, because it's something. It's obviously the thing that they know, building yeah. like a resort and all that sort of stuff. Um, and they just the done same... it, universe, right? So it's yeah. not like, oh, you've not built a, a park in twenty years. They've just done it. They know yeah. all the infrastructure and they know what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. Actually, mm -hmm. copy and paste some of that and put it in the UK. Yes, there's, yes, there's a whole host of planning and permissions and all of that nonsense that will take years to get out of the way but when mm -hmm. that spay goes into the ground they'll be flying through it i think yeah and it also makes a lot of sense because obviously they've got they've got obviously from our perspective the west in universe in um the us they've got the far east and they've got quite you know things in asia and things like yeah. that they don't have anything in the middle no um they don't have anything in Europe, so it makes a lot of sense with them with them expanding. Yeah. So yes, hope you I mean that was a bit of a rant from me, but and then Dan very nicely <laughs> brought it into less of a rant at the end. But I mean, in short, at very early stages, it might never happen, but incredibly exciting thought anyway. Um mm -hmm. obviously we'll so, something I didn't have in on didn't have there. Uh, something I didn't have on the bingo card. No. No, yeah. a complete surprise. A complete and utter surprise when 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 we saw it this week, but a welcome one, uh, yeah, for sure. So we'll see what happens. Um, let us know what you think of the kind of announcement so far. Just find us on on Twitter. Yes, it is still called Twitter. Theme Park <laughs> Trader. Um, and um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed today today's show, and we will see you again next week. <laughs>